Well, folks, it never gets boring being right. Well, how would you know, Rush Limbaugh? Stuck in the middle with you from Pacifica Radios, KPFK in Los Angeles. This is your broadcast as heard on 90.7 FM in L.A. 91.7 FM KYAQ on the beautiful Oregon Central Coast. 93 FM WLRI in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Coast to coast and around the globe on KPFK.org. On the Stitcher app, the TuneIn app, on the iTunes. On the Progressive Voices channel, streaming on Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn. Great affiliates in parts unknown. And, of course, Radio Sputnik, five days a week, you got the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around Swell fellow from bradblog.com. And no, it never gets boring being right. Just to echo Rush Limbaugh there. But he wouldn't know. He would have no idea because he's wrong all the time. Actually, he lies all the time. I don't know if that equals being wrong, but he's a liar. He knows he's lying. He knows he's making stuff up. We'll get to him in a moment. Coming up shortly, very excited to uh, to speak with uh, two. I've got two guests coming up together, a Republican and a Democrat. Virginia S. Martin is the Democratic Commissioner at the Columbia County New York Board of Elections, and Jason Naskey is the Republican Commissioner at the Columbia County New York Board of Elections. They are one of the uh, few counties, I think they may be the only county, in all of New York State that takes the time to hand count every single paper ballot that is cast by the voters in their county, each and every election. No, they don't do audits. No, they don't uh, count on uh, computer-recorded totals, whether they're optical scan systems uh, with paper ballots or touchscreen systems that are, can never be verified. And these guys, I had been talking to Virginia following... Uh, my interview last week with uh, Larry Norden from the Brennan Center, uh, uh, Brennan Center of Justice's Democracy Program and their new report on American voting machines, America's voting systems at risk, which they are. They have been for some time. A lot of good stuff in that report talking about the problems with uh, electronic voting systems, problems that we have been reporting on this show and at Bradblog.com for years no, not four years, for many years, uh, like more than a decade. Um, so things that we've been reporting, reporting and things that uh, the Justice, uh, uh, sorry, uh, that the Brennan Center for Justice has also been reporting. But the problem is their solution. A, it comes too late before the 2016 election to really uh, change the voting systems at this point. And B, while they're warning that all of the old machines are breaking down, they seem to be advising that those old, broken, inaccurate, easily hacked, 
often uh, uh, incorrect voting systems ought to be replaced with new easily hacked <laughs> voting systems. So in any event, after I did that interview with uh, Larry Norton last week about their report, um, I was speaking with Virginia Martin, the Democratic commissioner from Columbia County, who I've written about before, because though the state of New York forced them to start using optical scan computer uh, tally machines for their paper ballots, uh, they refuse to certify the elections until they have hand counted every single ballot, because the fact of the matter is you can't know if the computer got it right until you hand count it. So we're going to talk to them and how it is that they can possibly survive with hand counting all of their paper ballots, Larry Norton told us last week that, oh, it's it's not realistic. You can't do it in a big county. It can't be done around the country. We need to use computers, which just doesn't make sense to me. So we'll talk to both the Republican and the Democratic commissioner out there who both agree hand counting is the best way to go. That's coming up momentarily. But first, let's have some fun. <laughs> At Rush Limbaugh's expense. Uh, so a trigger warning uh, for those of you who may not uh, be able to hear uh, Rush Limbaugh without. And I'm talking mostly to our friend uh, D.R. Tucker, who, who guest uh, blogs at Brad blog from time to time. He blogs over at Washington Monthly. Uh, I know it drives him crazy when I play this audio from the right wingers. So, uh, D.R., go ahead and turn off the radio for the next few minutes. OK, good. He's out. Uh, now we can proceed. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was talking just absolute madness, insanity on his show yesterday. And I was going to play this clip uh, to explain what it was that he was talking about. And then he came out and, and talked about it himself today. But, well, that's OK. Let's start with this longer clip from yesterday. When the news broke about uh, NASA, oh, hi, Desi Doyen. I oh, should hey. say hi. Desi Doyen, our, our producer and uh, my uh, co-host of the Green News Report. Yes, you right can, over here. Yes, please feel free to ring in on this madness okay. because this will uh, land in your wheelhouse momentarily. But Rush Limbaugh was talking about the, the, the exciting news, the big news from NASA that they have uh, discovered or confirmed flowing liquid water. Evidence of. Evidence of on the planet mars and that's a that's a big thing because it could mean there's life uh on potentially mars. yes potentially could still be life or at least uh they're they're now saying that that's evidence that there certainly was at some point might right. have been yes yeah. that the evidence that there might have been but the bigger deal to me is mm -hmm. that it means it increases the the potential of habitability and more study for actual human humans on mars why is that a big deal to you are you going to mars i would to love to, to go to mars really? that would be totally cool but i'd also want to come back so um well, so yes yeah. who would produce the show if you were in mars? <laughs> i'd have to go with you and I don't want to go to Mars. All right. All right. So Rush Limbaugh, it just it get a load of and does. Uh, maybe we'll stop and start this a little bit as we go. Here was Rush talking about this news. Oh, man. From uh, NASA <laughs> yesterday. I will decode it for you as we go. There's so much fraud. You know, there's, there's like there's uh, Snurdly came in today. What's this NASA news? Is NASA news all exciting? I said, yeah, they found flowing water up there. No kidding. Wow. Wow, Snurdly said, flowing water on Mars. I said, why does that excite you? What, do you go in there next week? What's the big deal about flowing water on Mars? That's the same I don't thing know, I man. It just, it just, wow. I said, you know what? <laughs> when they start selling iPhones on Mars, that's when it'll matter to me. I said, what do you think they're going to do with this news? I said, look at the temperature data 
that has been reported by NASA has been made up. It's fraudulent for however, however many years. There isn't any warming. There hasn't been for 18 and a half years. Okay, 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 okay. So why is he even talking about... He's t- Suddenly, instead of talking about Mars, now he's talking about Na- NASA and, and temperatures, I presume, here on Earth. Is that what he's referring to? That- yes, he's saying that NASA, he thinks, has lied about the increase right, in global warming over the last 18 years. They're making it up. Okay, right. go ahead, press on. And yet they're lying about it. They're just making up the amount of ice at the North and South Pole. Are making up the temperatures, they're lying and making up false charts and so forth. So, what's to stop them from making up something that happened on Mars that will help advance their left wing agenda on this planet? You know, when I play golf with excellent golfers, I ask them, Does it ever get boring playing well? Does it ever get boring hitting shot after shot where you want to hit it? And they all look at me and smile and they say, Never. Well, folks. It never gets boring being right either, like I am. But it it doesn't mean it, it is any less frustrating. Being right and being alone is a challenging existence. Oh, I'm sorry you're alone, Rush. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one of your maybe his wife left him again. I don't know exactly why it is he's alone, but I can tell you. Uh, he's not right. He's not right, but it's unclear still what he's talking about. So continue on, uh, Des. So okay, so there's flowing water on Mars. Yep, 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 Yahoo. And hey, you know me. I'm Science 101, big-time guy, tech advance it. You know it. I'm all in. But <laughs> Sorry, NASA has tech, been corrupted by the in. current regime. I want to find out what they're going to tell us. Okay, flowing water on Mars. If we're even to believe that, what are they going to tell us that means? That's what I'm going to wait for. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you, let's just wait and see. This is September 28th. Let's we're just waiting. wait and see. Yeah. Don't know how long it's going to take. But this news that there is flowing water on Mars yes. is somehow going to find its way yes. into a technique to advance the leftist agenda. The leftist agenda. I don't know what it is. I would assume oh, it would be something yes, to do, do with Rush. global warming. Ah. Maybe there was once an advanced civilization. If they say they found ah. flowing water, next they're going to find a graveyard. Next, they're going to find a graveyard, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, would be really cool. Well, that would yeah. be amazing if they found a graveyard. But what's so what he's talking about there? And this is something I noticed when uh, NASA actually made their announcement. They talked about the fact that they're they they now got evidence that there was water on Mars years years ago. No, actually millions, now billions actually, of years. Yeah, ago. With, okay. So to go back to what they said, they said that clearly there is evidence that Mars was once covered in water right. about three point five billion, billion years, years ago. ago. Right. right. And then they said, uh, but then the climate changed. Something happened to make the climate change. To make Mars lose all of its water. All of its water. Out and, to space. But not, of course, all of its water, because as they're saying, there is yeah. still uh, signs of water and so forth. There's ice on the poles they've discovered. Right. And now there is floating. Uh, uh, Evidence flowing, of flowing water. Right. right. And so, but yes, but the vast majority of the water on Mars has gone away. Because the climate, for some reason, changed on Mars. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay, I know what these right-wingers are going to do. And sure enough, like clockwork, here comes Rush, and he doesn't say it outright in yesterday's program. He just goes and calls NASA, uh, you know, a bunch of hoaxers, a bunch of fakers, that they're lying about everything. Evidence of them lying about anything ever? He has no such evidence. He doesn't care. And that is because, as we've been talking about over the past few weeks, if not longer, on this show, what Republicans do when they can't respond to something, they just have to dismiss it. They just have to turn it into delegitimize it. So 
never mind the facts, never mind what has NASA gotten wrong. NASA is just a bunch of liars. NASA is just a bunch of hoaxers. Do not listen to anything that NASA has to say ever. Don't listen to them about Mars. Don't listen to them about climate change. They are just delegitimized. That's what they do. That's what they did to the Pope. Remember, they said the, the Pope, he was a false Pope once he started talking about climate change. He's a false Pope. He's, uh, uh, you know, don't listen to him. He's uh, a Marxist. Been somebody put in even, by the devil. Yeah, somebody even likened him to the Antichrist without saying so much. Well, and, but they said that now it's a pagan. He's, he's a pagan. It's become a paganist religion, at least the part of the Catholic Church that is led by the Pope. It's not a matter of disagreeing with him. It is a matter of delegitimizing him, delegitimizing your enemies. That's exactly what Rush is hoping to do here. He would otherwise be interested in this stuff about Mars, but if he is, then he's got to admit NASA knows what they're doing, knows what they're talking about, and since NASA is leading the way to try to let the world know about climate change and that something must be done, instead, hoax, uh, Rush must delegitimize them period that's exactly what he's doing that's all that he's doing and he was called out uh, a bit for this uh, insanity uh in, in the uh, in the past 24 hours so he responded today by clarifying why it is that he thinks the whole thing is a hoax the big deal was that some scientist and it was important to call the guy a scientist some scientist said that a catastrophic event probably related to climate change on mars resulted in this. I'm sorry, folks, but that's not science. Yes, it is. And that's not even a good wild guess. <laughs> How can there be a catastrophic event on Mars when there is nobody there to experience <laughs> the catastrophe? How... How can a tree fall in the forest when no one is there to hear it? It didn't <laughs> happen. I mean, that's what he's saying. There can't be a, ca a catastrophe because he's saying that, of course, climate change only happens by man. You never mind a meteor, uh, a comet or whatever it is that could have crashed into the into the planet. Right. It, it can't have happened. There was nobody there. Therefore, nothing happened. There was. No, I mean, how can we even know the dinosaurs were ever on Earth? There was nobody here to witness the dinosaurs. So it can't have happened. If they were here when we weren't around, they weren't here. Nothing happened before man got here. Everything started the day man got here. That is what Rush is trying to tell his duped, scammed patsies and chumps who listen to his show. Speaking of dupes and, and chumps, and I know we got to get to our, our, our guest momentarily, but I want to play this real quick, uh, just because we are an equal uh, opportunity caller-outer. <laughs> I don't think that's feet, a word. But... Feet holder to the fire-er. Feet fire holder? Uh, there you go. Uh, on MSNBC last night, Steve Kornacki was sitting in for Rachel Maddow, and, uh, and they were talking about the possibility of Joe Biden getting into the race. Vice President Biden's been thinking about getting into the presidential race. Okay, well... He would be going up against Hillary Clinton, of course, and Bernie Sanders and some uh, some other uh, folks who are also running. But Bernie Sanders is now leading in the polls in both New Hampshire and Iowa, the first two states. And then comes South Carolina. I believe he's gaining in South Carolina as well. But he's winning in Iowa and New Hampshire, according to the pre-election polls. He's winning by huge numbers, frankly, in both of them. But then Steve Kornacki is talking about what if Joe Biden gets into the race? And here's what Steve Kornacki said. What if Biden gets in? What if he pulls off a win in one of those first two states? What if he wins Iowa? What if he wins New Hampshire? What if he proves that he really is a viable candidate, that he actually can beat Hillary, that he really does have a shot at the Democratic nomination for president? 
What if he then takes that credibility and creates a one-on-one -on -one race with Hillary in South Carolina? What? What? If a one-on-one -on -one race with Hillary in South Carolina, what if it's a one-on-one -on -one race with the person who is actually winning in both of those first two states, Iowa and New Hampshire? Is Bernie Sanders an invisible man? Bernie Sanders is getting bigger crowds than anybody out there, Republican or Democratic, bigger than uh, Donald Trump. He is leading in the first two uh, primary state, or primary and caucus states of Iowa and New Hampshire. And, of course, I'd love to see uh, the more the merrier. Let's get Joe Biden into the race. That would be great. It would make it exciting. It would not make it a two-person race between Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Come on, Steve Kornacki. You know better than that. What the hell is wrong with these people when they look at this race and it's like Bernie doesn't even exist? Bernie is winning by the measures that we use these days, pre-election polls. Bernie is winning. in He's destroying Hillary. He's gaining on her nationally as well. He's about seven points away within the margin of error of her nationally and clearly winning in both Iowa and New Hampshire. But, oh. If Joe Biden gets in, it'll be a one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one race between him and Hillary Clinton. Never mind that invisible man. Come on, people. Report some news. Report the news as it actually is, not as you would like it to be. Man. All right. Speaking of news uh, that is important, let's take a quick break, and we will come back with the Democratic and Republican election commissioners from Columbia County, New York. They hand count their ballots because they give a damn about their voters. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Tuesday in November, I took that stroll to cast my ballot at the local poll. The lines were long, but I didn't care. I had water, a hat in my folding chair. Walked up to the booth, didn't say a word. Was sure that my voice would be heard. I hit that button, my vote was sent. But now nobody knows exactly where it went. They lost my vote. It isn't fair. No. I took a stand. Doesn't anybody care? I care. They lost my vote. I now care. Do you know where did my ballot go? Oh, well, I don't know that. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we... Uh, interviewed last week Larry Norden, Lawrence Norden, uh, the co-author with Chris Famagetti of a new report over at the Brennan Center for Justice, their democracy program, which talked about Americans voting systems, American voting systems at risk around the country. On that very same day, and I'll talk about that report in a second, but on that very same day, we got the word about Volkswagen and how they were gaming their system, how they were uh, using their software 
to basically uh, avoid the, the the testers, the emissions testers, by giving one report when the cars knew they were being tested and then going ahead and spewing all kinds of pollution up to 10 to 40 times the allowable amount when the systems weren't being tested. In other words, the computers knew when they were being tested and they gave one result versus when they weren't being tested. And I pointed out how that is and has long been a concern with voting uh, systems, voting machines, and what goes on inside those computers. When you talk to elections officials, they'll often tell you, oh, we test them like crazy. We test them on the day of the election. We test them. Well, the problem is those machines can know when they are being tested and they can give a different result than they do when they are actually live on election day. Well, we, we weren't the only ones to notice that. A couple of days later, Zeynep Tufeki over at New York Times in an op-ed made the same line between Volkswagen and voting machines. She wrote, computational devices that are vulnerable to cheating are not limited to cars. Consider, for example, voting machines. Just a few months ago, the Virginia State Board of Elections finally decertified the use of a touchscreen voting machine called AVS WinVote. It turned out that the password was hardwired to admin, the word admin, a default password so common it would be among the first three terms any hacker would try. There were no controls on changes that could be made to the database tallying the votes. If the software fraudulently altered election results, there would be virtually no way of detecting the fraud since everything, including the evidence of the tampering, could be erased. Now, we had reported at bradblog.com for years about not only the AVS win vote, but specifically about problems with that AVS win vote machine, as well as all of the other machines that are currently being used around the country. The New York Times op-ed writer goes on to say, if software is so smart and its traces of tampering are possible to erase, does this mean that we have no hope of catching cheaters? Not at all, she says. We simply need to adopt and apply well-known methods for testing uh, computing devices. First, smart objects must be tested in the wild and not just in the lab under conditions where they will actually be used and with methods that don't alert the device that it is being tested. For cars, she says, that means putting emissions detectors in the tailpipe instead of doing it in, in in a garage so you can catch what it's doing when it's running on the highway. But for voting machines that do not have an auditable paper trail, that means parallel testing, randomly selecting machines on Election Day and voting on them under observation to check their tallies. Well, unfortunately, that is very difficult, if not impossible, to do. Second, she says, and and she points out that you would do that so that uh, to make sure the voting machine software behaves uh, perfectly well on all days of the year, except for, say, November 8, 2016, Election Day. Second, she says manufacturers must not be allowed to use copyright claims on their software to block research into their systems, as car companies and voting machine manufacturers repeatedly do. Yes, that's right. You cannot look at their uh, at their code. It is proprietary, and she says there should be special commissions that are allowed to look at it under regulatory supervision. Really? Special commissions? We're supposed to entrust our our vote to some computer scientist that we don't know? Why can't the people look at the way their votes are being counted? 
Thirdly, she says, we need to regulate what software is doing through its outputs. It's simply too easy to slip in a few lines of malicious code to a modern device, so the public can't always know if the device is working properly. But, she says, we can check its operation by creating auditable and hard-to-tamper-with logs of how the software is running that regulators can inspect. Well, there's a problem with that, too. We spoke just a few weeks ago with a statistician from uh, uh, Wichita uh, University in Kansas who says she has a very serious concern about election results in 2012, but she is not being allowed to look at those so-called paper tapes. The Secretary of State, Chris Kobach, is blocking her, says it's illegal, says she cannot check her theory about uh, whether the, uh, the the tallies are incorrectly being weighted towards one party over another. <sighs> so what does this all come down to? New York Times offers these solutions about how to use computers better and uh, to count our votes. And uh, the uh, Brennan Center for Justice talks about American uh, voting systems at risk, pointing out that Voting machines in more than 43 states are at least a decade old. They are breaking down like crazy. Fact is, they have always been breaking down like crazy. Uh, and that Brennan Center report seems to warn that what we need is more computers to count our votes. How about people counting our votes? How about the gold standard of democracy? You know, when there's a close election, they don't rely on the computers. They do hand counts. When you really, really, really want to know if your vote was counted correctly, you hand count it. Back in 2012, we wrote at bradblog.com about Columbia County. It's something that I wasn't aware of until I saw this item in the Columbia paper up in upstate New York, Columbia County, right outside of Albany. The report at the time we noted Columbia County's election commissioners have counted 100 percent of the paper ballots in every election for the past two years, ever since the county switched to using new voting machines as part of a federal mandate. Their approach can delay the final vote tally, and it may seem an and it may seem odd when technology has taken over so many manual tasks, but they question the accuracy of the results for those new computer machines and see no reason to stop checking them by hand. Quote, the most accurate and reliable method is a 100% visual audit, says Election Commissioner Jason Naskey, a Republican. He referred to multiple scanner miscounts in Greenport uh, in, in a past election. He says the machines are not completely reliable. And uh, his counterpart, Election Commissioner Virginia Martin, a Democrat, uh, echoes that thought. She says hand counting allows for voter intent to be taken into consideration. If someone has circled rather than filled in the ovals, it counts when the ballots are hand counted. But with the machine counting, the only discrepancies involve uh, machine error, not human error. I'm very delighted to say that both of those commissioners, <clears throat> Republican and Democratic from Columbia County, are joining me right now. Jason J. Naskey has been the Republican uh, uh, commissioner of the Columbia Board of Elections uh, since 2010. His counterpart, Virginia Martin, has served for seven years as the Democratic commissioner at the Columbia County New York Board of Elections. Since 2010, when optical scan voting machines were introduced in the county, she tells me, Martin and her Republican counterparts have conducted full hand counts of the scanned ballots, counts that are efficient, secure, transparent, bipartisan, and 
open to the public, counts that she says ensure that every voter's intent is honored. Welcome to the broadcast. Great to have both of you here. Thank you, Brad. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And, and Virginia, I have uh, referred to Columbia County and you guys so often out there that I actually thought I'd had you on the program before. And until I mentioned the other day, we have to have you back. And you said, I've never been on. So I'm really glad to have so you. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. And about time. Um, let me ask you, I want to play this a short clip uh, from Larry Norden. I interviewed him last week. He's the author of that report at Brennan Center. Uh, I asked him why it is in his uh, report, looking at the future, future of voting in America, uh, they seem to look at uh, new computer systems to replace these old ones that have uh, failed and failed and failed. I said, why haven't you looked at hand-counted paper ballots? And I think I specifically cited Columbia County as one of the places uh, in the country that still does it. Here's, here's a bit of Larry Norton's answer to that question. In terms of going to you know, hand-counted hand, uh, paper ballots, that's still done in a tiny number of jurisdictions in the United States. I think they still do it in some places in Massachusetts. Um, it's just very difficult with our system of elections to, to uh, imagine uh, going to a, a totally paper-based counting system. First of all, I think there, there have been a lot of studies that, in general, machines are more reliable at counting accurately uh-huh. um, when you have the kind of complicated elections that we do. But second of all, I mean, imagine a, a county like Los Angeles, which can have 300 contests in a year and um, so many different kinds of ballot styles. Uh, even within a precinct in terms of what people are voting on. Trying to count all of those races uh, by hand um, can, can lead to a lot of complications and, frankly, can lead to you know, all the kinds of mistakes and, and, uh, and, and, and even fraud that we would want to avoid. Jason Nasky, uh, Republican Commissioner of Columbia County, let me start with you since I know y- you've got to go here in just a few minutes. But uh, let me start with you. Your response to Larry Norton there, uh, saying that uh, machines, uh, computers count more accurately and that it is just too difficult to count all of the different uh, ballot styles and so forth. You guys count every single ballot by hand in Columbia County, correct? Well, that is true with the exception of a race, which is not contested. So if a race is not contested, we will, we will then uh, accept the machine's count because one vote per person wins. Uh, but that being you said, you mean uh, not contested? Mean that there's only one candidate in the race? There's only one candidate. Gotcha. Correct. So, uh, but yes, the, the, you know, the response that response was the easy way out. And in reality, computing is maybe 50 years old, and uh, we use paper ballots. And uh, we have paper is uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of years old. The historical documents that continue to exist to this day. So, what we know is that uh, when a voter uh, votes on a paper ballot, that there is an absolute way for uh, the voter's intent to be determined um, and properly counted. And and you guys use the, they're hand marked paper ballots out there, right? It's not the computer correct. printing out a, a, a ballot. That, that, that is correct. And so you feel confident when you count those that you are looking at the voter intent. Uh, I'll presume that is correct. Virginia, why did you guys decide to start counting by hand? And actually, had you been counting by hand before uh, New York uh, State came in with this mandate that required you to use these optical scan systems? Uh, we had not been, uh, we had not had uh, paper ballot-based elections in the in uh, before the optical scans came in. What we had were lever machines. Mm-hmm. 
which were very hard to um, tamper with, and, you know, we felt very comfortable with them. When um, New York State and the federal government mandated that we use optical scans instead, I started looking at those systems, and, you know, my question was, how do I know that that result is the right result? Um, I was faced with a lot of different possibilities of things that could go wrong or, you know, ways that the machines could be tampered with, and and, and not just ways the machines could be tampered with, but, but things that could um, go wrong, you know, just because somebody made a mistake in programming or, or whatever, something happened to the machines. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to see how the voting machines added up the votes. So I'm not going to know, and I'm going to have to certify these results, and I feel very uncomfortable doing that. So how can I know that the machine results are correct? And I said, well, we have the paper ballots. Let's count them. And, and, and my then counterpart agreed that that was a good idea. And so that's what we've done ever since we've had optical scan voting machines. And in New York State, I guess, are, are all the, uh, the, the, the election commissions in all of the counties, are they all bipartisan, run by a Republican and a Democrat out there? Um, at the time, Virginia, I guess, uh, Jason, you weren't yet there when the decision was made to go to, uh, to paper ballots. Is that correct? Jason? Uh, the transition into that was exactly when I was coming into office. Oh, so, it was when you were coming in. So w- were you that, concerned? Correct. Did you have any, you know, I've talked to, I was, uh, in, uh, Nashville, Tennessee some years ago. I went to an election board meeting there and one of the, uh, Republican commissioners, uh, out there, I think it was Davidson County in uh, in Tennessee, pulled me aside and said, Brad, you know what? Uh, paper ballots, paper is the greatest uh, fraud ever perpetrated on the American people. And I guess that was before climate change came around to be the greatest fraud. But uh, <laughs> for quite a while, uh, a lot of the resistance to uh, paper ballots, setting aside hand counting, but just paper ballots alone, has come from Republicans, did you share that uh, concern with those folks in Tennessee? And, and how do you respond to Republicans who, who say that, oh, paper ballots is a way to defraud the system. We're better going no, with no, no, touchscreen no, systems. No, no, no. Look, it's not a Republican or a Democrat issue. The issue is uh, one of what's right and what is right is that every vote is counted. And this one method that we know in history, which exists, that is accurate. And that's a piece of paper that you put that you mark with a pen. And uh, we know that that works. We know that it can be preserved. We know that it will not vanish. We know that when you need it, it's there. That's what we know. And uh, we know that those records can be transferred. They don't dissipate or just disappear. And, uh, you know, that those records can be taken from physically from one location to another. They don't go over little lines or little wires mm-hmm. or get caught up in our algorithms and then just poof. Uh, they're there when you need them, the paper, uh, so, so long as they're not destroyed by fire or taken by theft. And we have a, bi- a bipartisan system that moves them from place to place, meaning from the poll sites to the board to be counted. Jason, how do you... Res- oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, so so, so I, I feel that the, the system's extremely secure and uh, and that it allows for uh, public inspection and it allows for uh, the... Uh, it allows for uh, public confidence, and that's what's most important. And how do you feel about uh, Larry Norton's comments there that, well, you know, maybe in a small town, I guess uh, Columbia County has 63,000 uh, uh, people. I'm not sure how many voters. That's, that's not exactly small. Uh, it's certainly smaller than Los Angeles. Do you think that what you guys do in Columbia County uh, could work in other uh, larger uh, counties as well? 
it can work in all of New York State because all the election districts are, are mandated to be no bigger than a certain size, which I believe is 1,150 voters. So when you break it all down by, by election district, it can work anywhere. Uh, well, 1,150 voters per precinct, is that right? Per precinct, correct. So all, all it is is, 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 is is creating the process by which you then would would put into place into each precinct. But do you currently count hand count the paper ballots at the precinct or centrally hand count them at the uh, we county centra- We centrally hand count them. Uh-huh. Uh, but but the idea, the, the, the process would be the same even if you were dealing with more precincts. Mm-hmm. And so you would simply bring in more teams of people to physically hand count what, what are in the res- a larger municipality or a larger county. And, and what are the responses that you uh, have received, uh, Virginia Martin, about uh, what you do? Ha- have you seen counties nearby coming in to observe what you're doing and potentially picking that up themselves in other counties? Are you guys the only ones in, in the entire state of New York who are doing this? Well, we're pretty much the only ones in the state of New York that are doing this. Why? Have you talked to them? I, I know that there's always these election official meetings that take place and so forth. Have you talked to them about what you do? What do you hear back from them? Um, the other commissioners are comfortable with uh, the law as it stands, which is an audit of 3% of the voting machines that are deployed. And that's what they're comfortable with. That doesn't have to be what I'm comfortable with. I, I, I needed a little more information. Boy, you guys seem to be the exceptions in the state of New York. And, Jason, I know you have to go, so let me ask you one more question before I let you go, and then I'll continue on with Virginia. But uh, out here in Los Angeles, uh, this is one of the uh, things that was cited in this Brennan Center report. They are developing a new system, which is a touchscreen voting system, but uh, the, the votes aren't counted inside the touchscreen, as they are in, in with most of the systems that people are familiar with. Instead, it prints out a ballot uh, that is then counted by an op scan system or by hand, but it looks like all of the other ballots. In other words, you know, your hand marked ballots, you know that, oh, this is different than this one and so forth. Would you be comfortable with a system like the one, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but like the one they're developing for Los Angeles? Because I know a lot of people are looking around the country at it. Would you be comfortable with a system where all of the paper ballots essentially look identical and they're, because they're printed out by a computer? I'd have to look at that closer. I mean, what the, the most important thing is that there's a paper record, and that that paper record is centrally stored and can be and can be uh, challenged by an opposing candidate, an opposing count, county, uh, excuse me, a party, and that they can actually have a, a system where you can actually recount and verify what those numbers were. That's what's most important. And so, uh, you know, is there is there an easier way to maybe do it? Uh, or anyone's always open to that. But but what's the most important is that there is a absolute before I let you go, Jason, last question. Uh, people have said that, well, the problem with paper ballots is uh, determining the voter intent, that some people just can't fill in their ballots correctly. You never know uh, what this ballot actually means, uh, who they were trying to vote for. Uh, what can you tell us about problems that you've had in that regard in Columbia County uh, and discerning the voter intent? Well, that can happen, and there are cases where the uh, either Virginia and I have been split as to what a voter's intent is, but I'll tell you, more often than not, uh, often a voter will mismark a ballot. In other words, they, you can absolutely clearly see their intent, but the machine uh, outright rejected it or didn't even pick it up. Uh, so that person's vote wasn't counted at all, and uh, that's more often the case. So, so more often you're recovering votes, uh, so to speak, rather than losing them via the hand count that's, process. That's correct. 
I got you. Jason, I know I, I, uh, I promised to let you go. Uh, at this point, we're going to continue on with Virginia. But Jason Nasky, uh, Republican commissioner from the uh, Columbia County, New York Board of, uh, of Elections. Great talking to you, sir. And thank you very much for what you're doing out there in Columbia. Thank you very much. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with Virginia Martin, the Democratic commissioner, to continue on on this uh, topic. I've got a lot to talk to her about. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Please stay tuned. In the New York Groove, back on the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Continuing our conversation uh, with the election commissioners, both Democratic and Republican, from Columbia County, New York. Uh, I had just asked Jason Nasky, who who had to leave us a little bit earlier here, uh, but uh, I had just asked him if they have difficulty discerning when they are hand-counting paper ballots in Columbia County, one of the very few, actually, I think the only county in all of New York State to actually bother to hand-count their paper ballots so that their voters can know they've been counted accurately if they ever have trouble discerning the voter intent on those hand-marked paper ballots. Because that's one of the excuses that you'll hear election officials say, oh, you know what, a computer, we, we have too many problems when people hand-mark their paper ballots. They make too many mistakes. A computer-printed ballot or a computer-recorded uh, ballot on a touchscreen is, is much, much more accurate and easier for us to determine. Uh, as I said, Jason, the Republican commissioner had to go, but Virginia Martin, the Democratic commissioner, is still with us. Uh, Virginia, uh, do you share that same? Uh, how often do you have problems discerning the difference between you know how somebody was trying to vote, and and does that lead to problems with your Republican counterpart, or is it just a, a, a non-issue? Um, it does happen from time to time, but more often than not, we will look at a ballot. In fact, all of our ballot counters or inspectors will look at a ballot and will generally agree what that voter's intent was. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, the, there's the occasion when Jason and I may disagree, but generally speaking, we can all agree. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that in most cases, Jason and I will agree, even if it's to my detriment, my candidate's detriment, or even if it's to his candidate's detriment. We look at it and we, you know, we... we uh, we call it with integrity, and we say, that person was voting for candidate X. So generally speaking, we can, we can read these pretty well, and we, and we don't disagree. Now, when, we, uh, when I first uh, met you, or at least via, via the Internet, uh, I think you had referred to what goes on in Columbia County, not as the gold standard of democracy, because that's what I at least, that's how I describe hand-counted paper ballots at the precinct on election night, mm-hmm decentrally before those ballots are moved anywhere. You guys move them and then you count them centrally. You, I think, call that the silver standard at the time. Um, <laughs> That's what I would call it. Yeah, which I think is, is, is pretty good. Uh, so let me ask you this. Let me press you a little bit. Why are you guys still at the silver standard? Uh, have you uh, tried at least a pilot program 
uh, of the gold standard to hand count the paper ballots at the election on uh, at the precinct on election night. Jason and I have discussed this a few times. I'll tell you, um, uh, running these elections with these computerized voting machines is pretty complicated. And it's not complicated just because we're counting the ballots by hand. There are so many different aspects to mm-hmm. it that require many levels of administration, all kinds of oversight. It's such a complicated process already that, to, uh, for one thing, to start uh, even a pilot project, counting at the poll site, just isn't something we've had, you know, the, the, the energy, I guess I, guess mm-hmm. I would say, to, to try out. I mean, we would like to try it out. We, we both would like to do that. The other part of my answer is this. We, as Jason alluded to, we have a very secure chain of custody of all of our election materials. And uh, as the machines are being um, closed down at the end of polls mm-hmm. and the ballots are being taken out of the machines and are being transferred um, away from the poll site, back to the Board of Elections, there are so many eyes that are, and they're bipartisan eyes and hands, that are watching those ballots and that are handling those ballots, and they come back to us in a single car, uh, and we're just very confident about our chain of custody. And it works quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bring everything back here. Everything is, is locked up, and it, it's reviewed by... At least two people bipartisanly. It's locked up in a bipartisan, uh, secure space where you know one party can't get in without the other, and we're very, very confident about our security. So we think our process works very, very well, and I don't have any great desire to change that right now. Although, if there were a public outcry and somebody wanted to do um, counting of the ballots at the poll site, I'd love to do it. Uh, when I was uh, reading from that story from 2012 uh, at bradblog.com when we were writing about you originally, uh, th- there was a reference in, in the paper, in the Columbia paper out there, to the fact that it takes longer. Are you guys, how much longer does it take? Because that's one of the big critiques of, of hand-counted paper ballots, and it's a critique that I don't think would be applicable if the counting was done at the precinct. In, in towns in New Hampshire, for example, where they hand count at the precincts, they're often done before the towns that count with uh, computers, that tally with computers, either accurately or inaccurately. Who knows, unless you bother to hand count the paper ballots. But uh, does it take a substantively longer for you guys to count those ballots than the rest of the uh, counties nearby you? Well, let me explain this. What we What we have on election night is we get the unofficial uh, machine tabulations from each one of our machines for each one of our elections. So, so, it's not, so uh, to clarify, have, Virginia, it's optically scanned. Yeah. The paper ballots, hand-marked paper ballots, are scanned mm-hmm. at the precinct first before they're delivered back to yes, you guys. Yes, they are. Okay. Yes, they are. And then uh, the results are printed off of, of each voting machine, and the inspectors read them off to the public in the poll site so the public can hear and also see what the results are. Those inspectors call us at the Board of Elections. We record that. It's all unofficial. And we post that. We provide it for the media. Uh, and so the public and, and everyone that's interested gets to look at unofficial results. Now, those results are generally pretty accurate. Uh, they may change by a few votes here and a few votes there. But generally, they have been very good predictors of how these elections are going to go, excellent predictors. 
So it's not as if the public is unaware of what happened to the election. What happens is over the next five business days or so, depending upon how big the election is, Mm -hmm. uh, we will go through all the ballots. We will account for every single ballot uh, that was issued at every single precinct, Mm -hmm. and we will make sure that we have every single one. Um, And then we will tabulate all the votes on all of them. And then we actually compare them to what the machine says. And there are those instances where it turns out that uh, our hand-counted results are different from the machine's results. Every once in a while, we find that the hand counters made a mistake, and we will bipartisanly look at um, that result and we'll say, oh, that, that's a mistake, and actually the machine was right. And that's not that hard for us to do. And then there are other instances where we look at the, at the difference and we say, oh, this, this, is, this is a vote here, and that's a vote there. We've got differences here in this, in this election. And so what we wind up with is generally... Uh, a result that's just very slightly off from what it was on election night. Um, and it, it only takes a few days uh-huh. to find that out. Well, so it's not as if anybody is, 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 you know, in the great unknown about how the election came out. Because you have those election night tallies from the OPSCAN systems right. and the hand counts come later. That's right. Uh, have you had, right. we have uh, reported, and I might have even talked to you back at the time a couple of years ago down in Palm Beach County, Florida, where uh, optical scan systems, very similar to the ones you use, actually made by uh, Sequoia, which is now owned by Dominion, which I think you guys use Dominion scanners, if I remember correctly. Um, They found that the Sequoia systems, uh, all of them, the company would later admit, uh, had this bug that was discovered down in Palm Beach where the OpScan paper ballot systems uh, misreported the winners of, I think it was three different elections. They reported uh, losers to be the winners and winners to be losers and vice versa. Have you guys in Columbia County come across any elections in which, uh, and this is a question actually from uh, Ernest Canning, our legal analyst at, at Bradblog. He wants to know if you've had any elections in which there's been a marked discrepancy between the op scan and the hand count, and if so, does the hand count prevail in those cases? Uh, the hand count would always prevail and always does prevail. If we come up with a difference in our count, we always use the hand count number. Mm-hmm. And no, we have not had any big discrepancies like that. And I think that's great. It, you know, it's kind of like having an insurance policy. You don't always want to have to use your fire insurance policy on your house. You hope you don't have to, but you don't ever want to not have it mm-hmm. because who knows, there might be a fire someday and your house might burn down. So we have not run into any large discrepancies uh, like Florida did, and that was pretty frightening. Yep. I remember following that. Remember that one? Um, and and I'm, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm very happy. Well, but, you know, the yeah. fact is, Brad, the fact is that I, I and Jason are both very, very confident in the results that we certify. And I must say that I think the voters in our county are similarly confident. Um, the, the candidates, you know, whose votes for or against we're counting, are similarly confident. And, you know, if we've got a, a candidate that lost by a few votes, and they've been here and they've watched the process, they are very confident that they did truly lose. What, and, 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 yeah, and that is often the mark of, I, I would suggest, the, the mark of a successful election is when the loser walks away knowing they have truly lost. Uh, the loser right. and the supporters, their supporters. 
right. Virginia, you uh, well, one of the things that was mentioned in this Brennan Center report that I was uh, happy to see this report, but critical about their uh, recommendations for what to do about it. One of the recommendations is audits, uh, hand count. A small percentage of the ballots after the election, uh, if it's a closer race, then you ca- you count uh, you know m- more ballots. Uh, what what's your feeling on this? Are you guys just wasting your time counting a hundred percent of the ballots? Would would audits a scientific uh, audit? And I'm not sure even how the math works on this, but would a scientifically done statistical audit uh, better serve you, or would that make you less confident in in your results? Well, I think a scientifically designed audit would work just fine. Um, we've toyed with the idea of uh, implementing that, but I'll, to tell you the truth, I don't really understand them. You know, I'm not a statistician. Right. Um, and what we've been doing has worked so well and, frankly, hasn't cost that much. You know, to do an entire election, I mean, we counted 30,000 votes in the last presidential uh, election, and it cost us a few thousand dollars to do. Yeah. That's not very much money to me. So I'm, I, I don't see the cost as being something that, that is a deciding factor here. Um, what I'm impressed by is the fact that I and anybody that wants to pay attention to those election results can easily figure out exactly how we arrived at our numbers. They can watch the process from start to finish, and sometimes they do, because when we have contested elections and lawyers come in and watch, they will watch from start to finish. They'll, watch every, they'll have people uh, watching every single you know, mm-hmm. uh, machine being counted, and they'll be adding up you know, all the numbers, and they come to the same numbers we do, and they're completely confident in the results. So to me, the simplicity of it has uh, a great attraction. It's very appealing to me because anybody can understand it. And, yeah, anybody can understand it. Anybody can, I guess, oversee it. You're allowed, uh, the public can watch all of this hand counting, can't they? Yes, and yes, yes. And, and, yeah, and you also, your concern about audits is similar to mine. I don't understand the math, and once you start to lose right. track of the math, you have to rely on other people. You can't simply yeah. oversee it. And so I thank you for, right. for point, making that point. Uh, finally here, uh, Virginia, you uh, replied, you left a comment at Brad blog in response, and I'd, I'd point people over to my interview with uh, Lawrence Norton uh, over at bradblog.com. You put uh, something into comments uh, responding to his uh, point and the point of his report that it is really the poorer areas, the ur- oftentimes the urban areas, but the poorer areas uh who, who don't have the money to replace their machines. They have worse machines uh, uh, to start with. They've had a lot more wear and tear. And uh, so there's a sort of a, a, a class component, a race component that also comes into this uh, because the, you know, the rich, uh, the wealthy urban areas, they can just buy new computers, but the folks in uh, urban counties can't do so in the same way. And you made a point about that, that uh, with the system you use, it doesn't really come down to who's richer and who's poorer. It doesn't, because what we do is we employ people. We employ local people. All they have to do, be able to do is read and add and count. And, uh, you know, so we would so so... A poorer county would employ more people rather than um, mm-hmm. agonizing over raising taxes to buy more machines. 
implement a system by which you're checking how the machines counted with Debo. Um, you know, it takes some layers of management, but my goodness, we can do that. Hire more people. We have a lot of people here in Columbia County that are very happy to be part of the process of um, seeing how the, the election went, counting the votes. Um, it works very well because it's so bipartisan. We have, you know, for for every Democrat that's doing something, a Republican is watching like a hawk. <laughs> and and it's very, very accurate. Um, and people are so thrilled to be part of this process. They're, they're thrilled to see how the process works, to understand how it works, and to actually be part of it and, and see what the result is. And, and sometimes the result is a little bit different. They're very interested in that, too. And as so I really love that people, local people, are participating. Mm -hmm. And it yeah, as I said, it just doesn't cost that much. And it doesn't cost that much, and as you note in that comment, there are no racial or class disparities involved in hand-counting paper ballots. Uh, Virginia, Virginia Martin, uh, boy, I could talk to you and Jason all day. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you guys are models for the rest of the country. And while I might prefer to see uh, hand-counted paper ballots at the precinct on election night as the gold standard, uh, I certainly uh, appreciate the silver standard uh, that you guys use out in Columbia County, and I hope more people pay attention to what you're doing and consider doing the same because it's about the people, it's about their democracy, and I think the voters of Columbia County are very well served by what uh, by what you and Jason are doing out there. Virginia, really appreciate you and Jason joining us today. Thank you so much, Brad. It was a pleasure. And we will do it again soon. Anytime you hear me cover right. anything that has to do with voting, uh, you let me know. I'll put your comments on the air. We'll bring you and or Jason on the air. Thanks, Virginia, for everything you do. Okay, thanks so much. You bet. Okay, see, people, it's really not that hard. And both Republicans and Democrats agree. Man, uh, you know, they need to make me czar of democracy. <laughs> that would work very well, yeah, I think. That seems somewhat counterintuitive, <laughs> but that's what they need to make me. All right, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to our booking goddess, Cynthia Cohn, and, of course, to uh, Virginia Martin and Jason Nasky, Democratic and Republican election commissioners, respectively, of Columbia County, New York. If you missed any portion of today's broadcast, please feel free to download it anytime at bradblog.com. All the shows are there. You can also stop over there at iTunes. My thanks to those of you who have stopped by bradblog.com slash donate to help us stay on the air and report the stuff that, frankly, no one else does. Thank you, and you're welcome. Find us and follow us on the Twitters at TheBradBlog. We'll be back with you, same Brad time, same Brad channel tomorrow. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Good luck, world.